The campus protests in late April and early May of 1970 marked one of the most turbulent periods in Princeton's history. Following the U.S. invasion of Cambodia, Princeton students joined others across the country in demonstrating against the war in Vietnam. A nationwide clash that would include the killings of four students at Kent State by members of the Ohio National Guard. At Princeton, students discarded draft cards at the chapel and picketed the Institute for Defense Analyses. University officials eventually ended the spring term early in response to the student strike. But before that, students had to make a choice about whether to attend class during the protests. That was the case for Howard Zion, class of 71, a junior studying philosophy at the time. His decision to go to class led to one of his most vivid memories of Princeton. The student draft was, was uh, I think, was, was a looming and alarming pres presence for, for me and many of our classmates, so there was a, quite a bit of campus unrest. Um, it was in Wisconsin, it was in Berkeley, it was in Columbia, and it was, as, as we say, even here. Princeton was, was um, the, the students here were, 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 were quite agitated, and there were um, demonstrations. Um, I think uh, the junior year in particular, they actually suspended classes ultimately. The vivid memory that I have is uh, in the spring, um, I was walking towards my class in Makash on that diagonal walkway, and there were students, large numbers of students on both sides of the walkway, um, waving and shaking their fists and jeering and shouting, you know, don't go to class. I think there was a, I think there was a, um, uh, like a, a rhyme or a, 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 like a chant that they were doing, but I can't remember that, but I just remember the anger and, and my feeling was, hey, fellas and girls, I'm, I'm with you. I agree with you, but I also have to go to class. I was on board with them. It wasn't like I didn't understand the issue. I was with them. I just also wanted to go to class. But you, did, you, didn't, you only got one checkbox. You, know, you didn't get to do both. So that was, that's what made it difficult. And I, I, maybe I respected and admired them because maybe they were saying, I don't, I don't care what happens to my uh, education, my future. This is, this, is, this is really important. This is here and now. So there was no, I didn't have any animosity in, in that sense towards them. I maybe had some shame because I didn't have the conviction to be on the other side of, of, the, of that sidewalk of that issue. The amazing sort of observation at that time was that there was no, there was no equivocation, there was no negotiation, there was no discussions. You were on one side or the other and not both. So if you're walking on that sidewalk, you were for everything they were against. And if you were shouting and yelling and shaking your fist, you were on that side of the, of the issue. And the reason uh, that that was so important, that's something I've never forgotten, is that throughout the world, uh, sometimes uh, peaceful demonstrations, sometimes violent, you know, f folks uh, pointing guns and shooting them at one another, but this idea that, that there's no middle ground in so many parts of the world, that you're on one side or the other, and there's no sort of way to, to, um, to, to sort of straddle the issue. And that was um, a realization that that's, it recurs all the time when you see videos on TV or when you read the newspapers. That's, that's, that was really a profound uh, experience that, that, that I had here and that I remember quite vividly.
You know, when things get incendiary, um, you have neither discussion nor debate. It's 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 statements. It is um, demands. It is this is the way it is. This is how we see it. There's no, you, you sort of turn off your your listening mechanism. And I get that because because these were we're talking about people's lives, their their futures. Um, people were expecting to leave the university and and you know go to boot camp. So so it was a very personal and visceral issue. And um, and it really Princeton I guess is is the reason I before I said before and even it happened even in Princeton is because we're somewhat. Um, uh, sequestered here, it's kind of bucolic, it's beautiful, and you, you, you lose track sometimes of, of the real world, so to speak. So uh, but the fact that it, it hit here is because, because people related to the draft and the war in such a personal way. And I will tell you that if we had the draft today, and I have a son who is um, 25 years old now, um, but if we, have, if, if we had a draft today, I'm certain that we wouldn't be engaged in the Middle East uh, in wars there for 10 years, 11 years. I mean, the idea of the draft, I think, makes everybody connect to war and peace in a more personal way. I come to many campus events and class treasurer, I, I see many students and they have no idea. You know, they can read about this experience, but that walk on Makash walk, they're not taking that walk, I did. So they have no idea what it was like to be here under, you know, when in, in, those, in, the, in that situation um, because they just don't have that same pressure of experience. They have academic pressures, but not these other kinds. But they love hearing the stories when I tell them. Our thanks to Howard Zion for sharing his story. Brett Tomlinson produced this episode. The music is licensed from First Com Music.